You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi. This is podcast episode number 1,249, and it's our 1,562nd interview. We've been on the air since March of 2009. We're the longest-running business podcast in Orange County, California, leading with genuine care and using proven methodology for nearly a decade. Kaplan Executive Search has helped growing organizations recruit and retain COOs and other top talent. After much reflection and soul-searching, Adam Kaplan has decided to wind down the business to pursue new business opportunities that better reflect his current passions and search for meaning. In his first interview since making this strategic decision, Adam is going to openly and honestly share his professional and personal journey, how he arrived at his moment of clarity, the tremendous insights he has received, and the love he has felt since doing so. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast and the CEO peer groups that I lead here in Orange County, visit our company's website, criticalmassforbusiness.com. And now it gives me great pleasure to welcome our guest, Adam Kaplan to the show. Adam, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. Thanks, Rick. Glad to be here. So, uh, interesting, open. I'm excited to have this conversation with you. Maybe you can tell us a little bit about how you got in the search business and how your business has evolved over the years. Sure. In 2011, I started my search practice, and it was mission-driven from the start. The name of the company is Big Tent Jobs LLC. That's the legal name. And Big Tent Jobs stands for a big tent, which is creating opportunities for all types of people. And the focus that I had at the time was empowering and placing talented, ready-to-work people with disabilities into companies all across the USA. And how did it evolve to where it is today? What is the, what has been historically the recent focus of Kaplan Executive Search? Sure. So we had some success placing people with disabilities, but ultimately the business community wasn't ready. So like many other CEOs, we pivoted and we looked and to find a niche that fit what the marketplace was looking for. Now, I'm a former COO. And therefore, I pivoted and chose the niche of placing COOs across a few key industry verticals. So for those that may not uh, know exactly, what COO, I mean, my audience are CEOs, they're usually comfortable with the concept of a COO, but just in general, what does COO stand for and what do they do in companies? Sure, thank you. So COO stands for Chief Operating Officers, and they're often called the second-in-command in a business. And what we find is that many CEOs who want to grow their businesses faster and better find that it's good to have a right-hand person, a number two. And the reasons they do that is because, as many of your uh, listeners and owners will attest, they can't do it all. So, for example, many CEOs might be really externally focused and focused on growing the business through new sales, new partnerships, new relationships. Well, it's hard to be outside and performing those activities while also being inside 
and, and making sure the trains are running day to day. So very often the COO is a key role and complementary role to the CEO. That was the case uh, when I was in the role. And as I've uh, worked through my search activities, it's been very clear that this role is very much needed among many people in business owners and CEOs uh, out there across the U.S. Adam and I met via LinkedIn. We were kind of we connected as a part of a reach out that I was doing because he in, had been focusing on COOs helping companies that are implementing EOS as well, and um, they're called integrators in that space. But that was an area of a specific niche that I knew that you had been. Um, really working on quite successfully in your recent past, right? Right. So EOS, the Entrepreneurial Operating System, is actually designed around the COO, which is an interesting concept because I think most people think, well, if I'm the CEO, the business is really around me. Well, actually, what, what many business owners found and what the founder of EOS, Gina Wickman, discovered was that when businesses run that way around the CEO, very often more chaos is, is introduced and created than results, and businesses often stall. So when, when he designed the EOS, which is the Entrepreneurial Operating System, he put the integrator or the COO at the center of that system, where the COO or integrator has the functions or the leadership team members report up to that person, and that person essentially keeps the train running, and that really frees the CEO to pursue growth in the business. Thousands of companies across the U.S. have, uh, have and are using the system to great success. And we had planned to spend more time kind of discussing that successful niche that you've been working on. But I also know, as I said in the open, that you have made some pretty significant decisions in your business and life. And I wanted to, if I could, with the audience's permission, sort of spend the rest of the interview kind of looking at that with you, Adam, if that's okay with you. Yes, please. And, you know, I really, I really appreciate the opportunity to discuss the topic of closing a business down. So in our culture in America, we tend to idolize and mythologize the entrepreneurs, especially those who build big and great businesses. And I think that's really justified in many ways. Yet not all of us will have the opportunity to build such businesses, and sometimes I believe it's also very heroic to close a business when it's time but to do so with grace, class, and dignity, and to come out on the other end better and stronger than you were before. Okay. I don't disagree with you. I, 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 this is a very unique space for me. I'm excited to kind of ask you some questions. I guess I'd like to start with, why have you decided to begin the transition out of your business? And Sure. So what fundamentally happened to me in my business, and as the as the owner and CEO and COO of a small executive search firm, what happened to me in my business is that my heart essentially took over from my head and showed me the right path forward. So let me describe a little bit about what I mean by this. So here's what my head was saying. And as I describe this, many people listening would probably resonate with things like this. My head was saying to me, Adam, you have some very, very good clients. 
you've invested thousands of dollars in a strong lead generation engine. So you're getting a lot of inbound leads coming into your business. You've identified and established good industry verticals that are growing, like EOS, which is adding tens if not thousands of companies every month to its rosters. Keep going. You're a smart guy. You've been doing this for a long time. You know this business. Let's keep going. At the same time, however, my heart was saying things that are entirely different to that. Here's what my heart was saying. It was saying, Adam, where is the meaning to what you are doing today? What happened to the guy who founded a search business to help talented people with disabilities find work? What happened to the guy who did that to honor the memory of his special needs daughter who passed away? What happened to that Adam who I know? And how is it, Adam, that today you are missing out on the important and some of the most important things in your life? You're missing out on helping your kids with their homework. You're missing out on talking to your friends, which has always been so important to you. And you're not taking your wife out to dinner or a movie. So in other words, my heart was saying, will the real Adam Kaplan please stand up? And I had to stop and listen to that. So where did that lead you? So that led me into a moment of truth. It led me to a moment of truth because I saw that my heart and my head were not together. They were disconnected from each other. And I was at a moment of profound decision. I had to, to truly in this moment pick a side. And as I really, really felt the magnitude of that decision, I realized that the decision was crystal clear and that it had to come from my heart. What I really want to emphasize here is that I'm not this touchy-feely kind of a guy. <laughs> okay. I'm an MBA in finance, and I'm rigorously analytical. But here's the thing. The situation that I was in was not one that required more thinking or more analysis or more research. You know, I'm a very high fact finder. A lot of EOS companies use an assessment tool called Colby. Some of your listeners may be familiar with it, right? So my highest number, the, num the, the, the area that I initiate most in, in how I work, my cognitive abilities is the fact finder area. So my mind is always looking for more data and looking for more information. But my heart was so strong, it compelled me to listen to it. So, it so, was amazing. So, it was actually a really remarkable experience to so, go through. So I think what you're going through and what you've gone through is really instructional because I don't doubt there are other business owners, CEOs that are listening to our show either now or in the future on one of our plat podcasting platforms that maybe is feeling the challenge and the fulfillment of the business they've created no longer sustains them or they want to get back to their earlier roots of what they wanted to do. So help us to understand um, 
how this transition compares with other important transitions that you've made in your life and what insights can you share with others who may be transitioning themselves or might allow this interview to open a door of thought that they haven't been able to kind of manifest up to this point. Well, thank you for that. So first of all, I want to emphasize again that this activity, this decision was actually not an activity at all. It it really involved turning my mind off. And that is so counterintuitive Hmm. to what many of us think we need to do to grow our business or to come to a more profound understanding of ourselves and our lives and what gives us meaning. So it reminds me of my friend Rob Dubay. He's a really wonderful guy here in Michigan. And he wrote a book recently called Do Nothing. And in this book, he describes how meditation has helped him give clarity and meaning in his life. And I encourage all of you to pick up that book if you think that might be something you seek. Fundamentally, what he was talking about and is talking about in that book is turning the mind off. And for me, that was really, really hard, and especially hard in the context of the business. And it took me far longer than it should have. And what's interesting is that as I, as I came to my clar- clarity, the clarity in my decision, I realized that my voice from within, my heart, has been quietly talking to me for many months. And it's been saying things like this to me. It's been saying, hey, Adam, that was a great call with a candidate, but why didn't you enjoy it? Or, hey, Adam, it looks like you're going to get that new account you've been working so hard to get. Can I get a little smile out of you? Hmm. So this inner voice, So as this has happened over the last month or so, I've been doing research, and I've been talking to a lot of people, a lot of wonderful people. And someone mentioned to me this idea of a heart consciousness. And that individual mentioned something called the Heart Math Institute, which actually studies how the heart drives many of our decisions. And science is catching up to this. So there's an emerging field of neurocardiology. I found out, that combines the heart and the mind. And I also learned that your heart beats physiologically before your brain can even send a message, before you can even think about anything. So all I can say is that I've connected in such a wonderful way with a part of myself in such a conscious way that I never had before, and this is something that I'm going to take with me for whatever I end up doing in the future. Well, these are really scary. I mean, they're they're scary questions to ask yourself because you never know with integrity when you answer them where that path may lead you, right, Adam? That's for sure true. That that is totally true. And you know, it's been a very scary time for me in a lot of other ways, right? So it's interesting. The decision itself wasn't that scary. It was pretty life-affirming, and actually when I came to it, when I listened to my art consciousness, I felt a sense of peace that I had not felt in a very long time. Wow. But, but I don't want to make this seem like just a perfectly rosy picture, because right. 
your mind's going to take over quickly. And then as I began thinking about implementing this, I was quickly overwhelmed by a sense of fear. And here's what I was afraid of. What would happen to my employees who are counting on me? How can I share this information with them and help them go through what will clearly amount to a difficult process for them? Would I be judged unfavorably by people I care about, people I respect? Would I be treated like a failure for making this decision, for stopping my search activities before I was able to reach the apex of my profession? So those were, were very scary thoughts, and, and they do re- reassert themselves yeah. throughout this process that I'm on. I can't, I can't say open and honest, that they've completely gone away. And, you know, th- there's a book called, uh, you know, Live the Fear, Live the Fear, Live, Live the Fear, I think, and Do It Anyway. <laughs> I mean, it, it's, it's a little bit about that. If, if we're just going through life, I feel, and, and just going through the motions, we're not going to feel this. But if we go through these, these dramatic changing events, it's going to be scary. And, uh, there's really no other way but, but going through those feelings, addressing them, and using your heart, I think, to guide what you do after that. We're talking with Adam Kaplan. We had planned to talk to him as we were prepping the show for the past couple of weeks about his firm, Kaplan Executive Search. But what really has come as a realization is this life-affirming journey that he is now on. So we're not spending the show today to talk about that. We're using it more as a opportunity to share one man's experience for others that might benefit because I don't, again, I don't think his situation is too terribly different than maybe many that have walked this entrepreneurial path. So, um, I would have to imagine, we have a few minutes left here on critical mass radio show, um, Adam, that not everybody that you told about, you've talked to were totally supportive. Is that true? Or were they all supportive? Actually, it's amazing, but I, I felt such support and love since I've shared this information. I, I think when you share, when you make yourself vulnerable, this is a lesson for all business owners, even those building large, tremendous, uh, fast-growing businesses and continuing on their journey. I believe that the more vulnerable you can make yourself and show yourself and the more human you, you can present yourself, the, the better it's going to hold you in the future, in the eyes of your employees, your customers, and, and everyone who you care about. I mean, this has, this has happened to me time and time again. I'll give a few other examples real quickly outside even of the business. So, and, and this is relevant when we talk about other life transitions. But in 2009, when I was working at PricewaterhouseCoopers, I received the Chairman's Award, which is the highest reward given to anyone who works at that company. And the reason I got that award is because I was authentic. As a parent with a special needs child, I said, I don't need to be in the closet. I don't need to hide that because that's who I am. And when I am able to fully be myself and be honest with myself, I'm going to be empowered. And that was a very life-freeing and life-affirming moment for me. And when, when I realized that I needed to do that, 
I then immediately went to other people that I knew at the firm who also needed to do that. So then with another tax partner in New York, we started the Special Needs Caregiver Circle and ultimately got hundreds of, of parents to essentially come out of the proverbial closet and join us in this. Mm. And it was tremendous for everyone who was involved. And, and I think even more for us, it, it was great to share that with the firm and then to be, of course, recognized. It was very humbling uh, to us for that. So, again, because I was vulnerable, because I was able to, to be authentic, be open and honest, be who I was, I was able to build tremendous relationships and grow my work at the company at the time. So, Adam, unfortunately, I'm, I'm up against the clock. My engineer's telling me I only have about two minutes left. But would it be appropriate to, I know you're revealing this for the first time publicly here on Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast, but can you give our audience a sense for what the calling is in your life at this point now? Well, yeah, of course, I'm happy to share. And, and the main things that I'm looking at is, is how, before I started my search firm, I was a COO at a fast-growing healthcare business, and we sold that business after growing it. And then I went on my entrepreneurial journey. So what I'm really looking to do again is connect with a visionary CEO, a sales-oriented person who's, for whom I compliment him or her. So whereas they're really focused on the outside and they're not very interested or focused on the details or the analytical side, I'm here to focus on the inside and to run the business. Okay. So, so that's a very, very exciting challenge that I'm looking for today. Um, but at the same time, in the, in the spirit of keeping, you know, the heart open, I'm also hoping to, open to what comes my way. So there may be things that resemble that, but that may be slightly different, that I'm going to be open to and see what happens. Wow, this is a... Uh... You're going to come back on the show, my friend, and at some point in the future, because I want to stay aware of your journey, and I can't tell you how thankful I am that you are willing to be this vulnerable and raw kind of with my audience. I also, if you wouldn't mind, would love to have Rob on the show to talk about his book, Do Nothing. If you wouldn't mind making an introduction for me, we can follow up on that off air. That would be great. Yeah, I'd love to, and Rob, I'm sure, would love to do that. Okay. Well, and I look forward to being back with you. Okay. So if, they, if people want to find you, I think the best thing to do is maybe find you on LinkedIn right now. And how would they find you on LinkedIn, Adam? Sure. So um, there, there's really two ways. On LinkedIn, it's, it's Adam Kaplan, A-D-A-M-K-A-P-L-A-N, in Michigan. Uh, my current company is called Kaplan Executive Search, so you can find me there. You're also welcome to email me. I'll spell it out, A-D-A-M-K-A-P. L-A-N-E-X-E-C at gmail.com. Adam Kaplan Exec at gmail.com. Again, my friend, I, I really want to thank you for giving us a new, uh, you know, we've done 1,500 shows, and this is the first one we've done like this, and I think it was awesome that you were willing to come on and tell us about your, your story. That's been great, my friend. Thank you. Well, I appreciate the opportunity, Rick. Thank you. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. I'd also like to thank our engineer for today, who is Paul Roberts, keeps me on time here, as well as our three producers, without whom I could not do this show each and every week, Joan Park, who's now in beautiful San Francisco. 
producing the morning show, I think. It's still the morning show and a big station in San Francisco. Crystal Nunley, who's still here in Southern California in Orange County, working professionally. And our newest producer, who is a student at Cal State Fullerton, uh, Vanessa Holland, who's working on our social media platform. Without those three, we couldn't do the show the quality that we do it each week. And I'd also say if you want to connect with me, let's do it on LinkedIn. I am Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until our next show, I hope all of our, your, excuse me, business decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.